The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Levis, that pump, Hopkins behind the defender, and he's got it on the run! Third touchdown of the day, Levis to Hopkins for Tennessee! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Beth Mullins with the call this past weekend. I, I like what you said yesterday, Ken, that uh, Will Levis was so good he made DeAndre Hopkins look like prime Randy Moss last week, and... Kind of true. Three touchdowns. Cost me a couple fantasy matchups. Here's DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, oh, Will Levis in his first start. How, how many points do you think he'll score in fantasy? Here's 30 right on your dome. Not great if you were going up against DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so Will Levis will, will officially now start on Thursday night, Ken, for the Titans. Brian Tenhill out at least one more game and, like, should probably not play again for the Titans if Will Levis is going to look even like half half as good as he did this past Sunday in his first NFL start against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and it looks like Kenny Pickett will start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pickett addressing the news media today, saying that I am going to play in the game. ESPN's Adam Schefter quote tweeting like the, the video of Pickett speaking to reporters saying Thursday night, Levis versus Pickett. Not that that means it's 100%, but it seems like that's the direction we're heading in. So Will Levis starting for Tennessee, Kenny Pickett starting for the Steelers on Thursday night, Tennessee off a win, the Steelers off a loss to Jacksonville. Um, we talked about this yesterday, Ken, and we thought maybe it would be Mitch Trubisky right after Pickett leaves with a, with a rib injury. Now it looks like it'll be Pickett. We know it's Levis. Where do we stand right now in the betting market for Thursday night with the Titans and the Steelers, and does it make you want to do anything? Well, yeah, and we think we think it's not just Pickett, but it's definitely a less than 100% Pickett, too, which puts it in that that really fun gray area handicapping zone of like, all right, 
Like he's 80%. What is that worth? All right, he's 50%. What is that? This is the Mahomes flu thing almost all over again, except it's like a structural injury as opposed to a sickness. These are, it, they're just very, very tough things to figure out, honestly. Uh, the market, I would say moved like pretty predictably. I think anybody like could, you know, if you saw the market shaped Steelers, you know, open three, go to two and a half on reservations about, about Pickett. Pickett says he's more likely to play again. Like, where do you think the market's going to go? It's going to go back up to three again with the idea that Pickett's probably going to start the game. And that's where we are right now. Steelers three-point favorites. The threes in most places are a little juice toward the Titans, but not a lot. And it's definitely not 2.75. Like, it's not, well, it's go somewhere else. You could find two and a half. It's not that. It's three everywhere. And it's just slightly juiced toward Tennessee. I don't think that's particularly crazy. Uh, the total has stayed very stationary because, again, like you're, you're going to put Pickett in the lineup. It's already a very low total in the game anyway. Nothing much is going to happen there. Does it make me want to do anything? Um, when, we talked, when we talked yesterday, I said this was like very not even confusing. It was just like unfortunate Thursday game and a hurt quarterback for Pittsburgh because like full week and Pickett's healthy. I would have liked the Steelers a lot. Uh, we talked about that yesterday just with how each team came off their previous game, how I thought that could impact the market. Now, I think that's all thrown off by kind of the mystery about what Pickett's going to be in this game. So I think three, knowing as little as we know about Pickett's status, I think three is probably the right number in the game, for me at least. And uh, and it doesn't really make me want to bet anything, at least right now. I I think I might want to bet Tennessee. I, ha- I haven't done it yet, but I feel, I feel like I would be more apt to bet Tennessee getting points in the spot with how good Levis looked on Sunday. Like and like you said, how is Pickett going to be even close to? I mean, they'll they'll shoot him up before the game. He'll get he'll get a pain killing injection, obviously. And I don't. I mean, I'm sure he'll be able to make it through the game. But I mean, he 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 ain't a hundred percent. Tennessee's defensive front is pretty fierce. And is Pickett going to be able to take advantage of this Titan secondary down the field? I'm not sure. So I'm I'm not saying I'm definitely going to bet Tennessee. I don't think I would bet Pittsburgh. So. No bets placed in this game. I, I think I kind of want to bet on Will Levis on Thursday. I might, I might bet the Titans to win the game. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, anything else on this game, or do you want to uh, do you want to move on? No, I mean, just uh, like Levis being confirmed the starter, at least for one more week, obviously increases the likelihood he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Not that he's going to win, or he should be a favorite, or any of that. But you obviously, if you're going to make that bet, or you're going to consider him live to win the award, which I do, uh, you're going to need him to continue playing. He's continuing to play. Obviously, that gives you an in on him having a good statistical performance. And just to what you said about, you know, the Titans defensive front and everything, our handicap last week, this is one of the reasons I would have liked Pittsburgh full week picket playing. One of the reasons we liked Tennessee last week is that game was going to force because the Titans are so bad in their past defense that was going to force Desmond Ritter to have to make you know, explosive plays down the field. He just can't do that. So it was actually like a really a great matchup for Tennessee because the quarterback for the other team can't do the thing that is required to win the game. And the Steelers offense is brutal at times. I would just say like in a home game, like Ritter on the road, Pickett at home, who is more likely to generate explosive plays in the pass game? It's definitely Pickett at home. Now, it may not be by a lot. They're both, like, both offenses are terrible. Like, it may not be Pickett by a lot, but it is a more advantageous setup, to be fair to the Steelers in this game, uh, to take advantage of what the Titans are bad at. Uh, so, no no trades, by the way, snuck in at the buzzer. So, we are done at the NFL trade deadline. Uh, just one note, and this will not impact, like, how we bet the Lions game by game, or, like, I'm not going to bet the Lions to win the Super Bowl because of this trade. Just that I like this trade for Detroit. Um, they deal for... 
uh, Brown speedster, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I don't think this means that they're, like, admitting that they made a mistake with Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams can still, like, pull it out of the fire with his career, like, for sure. Still, like, very early. Uh, hurt, you know, com- coming into his, uh, co- coming into the National Football League at Alabama. You know, gambling suspension, obviously. So he's behind the eight ball. But our early returns have, have not really been, like, that great. You know, had a, had a bad drop on Monday Night Football. Like, he has shown flashes, had the long touchdown grab against the Bucks a couple weeks ago. But I think this is kind of like Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell hedging their bets a little bit on Jamison Williams where they need a field stretcher in the worst way on this offense. And if they can't rely on Jamison Williams, they want to be able to. And maybe they will be able to. Now they've at least got somebody that they can, like, at least have stretched the field, open things up underneath for Amon Ra, open things up for Sam Laporta, and for the ground game where David Montgomery will be back after the bye to go along with, like, the stud rookie running back, Jameer Gibbs, who was outstanding last night. So, again, not really, like, a betting thing. Just, like, it makes me like the Lions a little more. It gives them another out on their offense, right? If Jamison Williams is going to fall flat on his face, now you've got someone fast that can at least stretch the field, maybe make a couple big plays if if, if they need him to. So I did like that trade on a real-life level for the Detroit Lions. All right, you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific football Tuesday. We're only 90 minutes into the show. Feels like we've done like three full yeah. shows already. I had a lot Talk about a lot here. of stuff. And, Absolutely. Uh, and still a lot to do. Greg Rosenthal joins us next hour. The whale capper Drew Dinsick joins us next hour. And all our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour of the show. Better known to you and yours, of course. You know, as the power hour. But we still have four more games to hit. And it's like four like really interesting games. And I, I think I'm going to have a bet on all of them. Coming up for week number nine in the National Football League, we finish our early handicap of week nine now with pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Jake, fade the music up. And Ken, let's talk about this Raiders-Giants game coming up on Sunday in Vegas. Uh, We talked about the Raiders game last night in the opening segment, losing by 12 and not covering the spread against the Detroit Lions. And for those of us who wanted the Raiders to hashtag free Devontae, nope. (laughs) He's still there. Making tons, making tons of money, but still in Las Vegas. The Raiders did not trade Devontae Adams. And as of right now, the Raiders' two-and-a-half-point favorites against Big Blue. This was three-and-a-half yesterday. Then it was three when the news came down that Daniel Jones was officially cleared for contact. Jones speaking to the media earlier today on Tuesday, saying that he's going to play on Sunday, barring a setback. And Ken, it feels like the betting market says that Daniel Jones is going to play, especially with Tyrod Taylor week-to-week. This is not a Tommy DeVito number, obviously. It's a Tommy DeVito, baby. Raiders two and a half, 37 and a half the total. Assuming that Daniel Jones is back, we'll see the rest of the Giants injury report as the week moves along. Uh, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Giants and Raiders. Uh, so with, with all these games and with the games we did yesterday, I try to ask myself like, all right, um, you know, what? how has this team been rated previously? Uh, all right, what do I kind of think their baseline expectation is this year? Did anything happen recently that is particularly extreme, positive or negative? And how is that impacted? More importantly, is that any of that stuff impacting the betting market for the game that we're about to talk about? And I am forced to conclude that I think what's going to happen here is the Giants are going to keep getting bet and keep getting bet. And I'm definitely going to bet the Raiders. Like there's, I mean, it just, you can't watch the game last night and see this market move. And to me, at least just my opinion, I don't think you can see this market move and last night and think like, Definitely, definitely time to sell the Raiders. There's so much left on the bone for that. Everybody watch the game. The game got bet. Like Jones is playing. Like all of this stuff is public. Like, is it, I think, you know, not that the game I think is okay, but the idea that like the, the Raiders have closed as home favorites of at least this number or more against the Packers, the Patriots, and the Steelers. 
and the Giants are worse than all three of those teams. And like, this is going to be the same number. Like, I, I, cool. McDaniels is awful. Maybe he gets fired after the game, and maybe Dable's good, and Jones is back. Uh, it, it would only be the Raiders for me now that we're less than three. And I, I'm, I'm like forced to conclude that I think it's, I think it's possible that what's going to happen here is everyone's going to sell the Raiders and almost like ignore the Giants and like what happened last week and how they've looked and how it hasn't, you know, it's been better for two weeks other than that the season's been a disaster. And it's like, no, 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 but that's cool because like the Raiders are really bad. Everybody saw it. The market moved aggressively. And when that happens, I'm either not playing the game or I'm playing against that. And that would be to bet the Raiders in this game is as ridiculous as that sounds. Now, we, we still also have, like, a Giants injury report. Where they might get Andrew Thomas back. They might get Evan Neal yeah. back. Like, they might oh, have, like, a full strength down. offense. This number's yeah. crashing. Oh. There's no way. Yeah. I think the Giants might close a favorite. Oh, well, I mean, in that case, then, I mean, like... The, it's two and a half. It can't be one yeah. the other way. It, it, it yeah. definitely can. Just, like, right. it just... Yeah. I, I do agree that if I were just, like, opened my eyes one day this week and saw, like, Giants minus one, like, I would also, like, want to bet pick. the Raiders if that were the case. Yeah. Uh, I I do think as a as a Giants fan, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't think they're like uh, gonna go on some crazy run. I still don't think they're very good. I I do think the stars are kind of aligning for them to win this game. So I think I need to bet them like now, basically. Like I need to bet this now if I like the Giants, and I do like the Giants in the game. As I I, I don't want to show up and like bet Giants minus one. I'd rather at least get a couple points. Um, I I want to make sure that Thomas is back. He's the most important. Neil is less important, but obviously you'd like for him to be back as well. Get this line at full strength. And then, well, also like the full strength. <laughs> like, what's Max Crosby going to do in this game? Like, yeah, regardless exactly. of who plays for the Giants. But yeah. it is, it's kind of a different Giants offense now. Like, Saquon's back now. Wandale's playing. Hyatt's playing. Also, we have to see about Darren Waller, who left with a hamstring injury. So there's a lot that still has to be figured out here. Maybe I'm being clouded a little bit by my Giants fandom. I do kind of feel like the Giants are going to win the game on Sunday, but we still have to figure out, Ken, like, I think the Giants injury report is going to tell us a lot. Like, what if we get to Friday and, like, none of the guys are playing? Waller's out, Thomas is out, Neil's out. Like, do do you still think this is going to be less than three, or do you think this could go back up to Raiders minus three? Uh, I think it'll probably still be two and a half at that point. And I think there's if there's a lot of optimism about who's going to play for the Giants and like like Dable, like Jones is back at practice. Right. But Dable hasn't said he's starting. He just said he's back at practice. Right. But and cleared for contact, which seemed to be like that was like the biggest hurdle that he had to clear. I just mean like there's no official like Daniel Jones is starting. Like that hasn't No, I don't think yet, like right? they yeah. haven't that'll happen tomorrow, right? When Dable right. Like, speaks to the media, I'm guessing. Yeah. My point would just be, and I know this sounds really stupid, I actually think you get more movement on that. I actually think like You're the, the, right. the confirmation yeah. that he's starting is like another is another thing. And I think the injury report has likely a, a definitely a way to break positively for the Giants. Just like I I wanna believe you about the offense, and it's different now. And like, I still think the coaching staff is smart and probably because Dable won me so much money last year winning coach of the I, year. I and I, did, too, and I thought he was fair. a great coach last year. I do yeah. too. And I, and I think he blew the end of the game on Sunday, but like, I, I still think this is a good coaching staff. It's just like, okay, like, all right, the offense is really good. Uh, they play the commanders, they score 14 points. They play the Jets and like, it's the Jets defense and it's a, it's a rainstorm. And so like, you have all the excuses in the world uh, and they score 10 points. So it's just like, all right, may, honestly, maybe it's like a contrarian over in the game. 
like they you know maybe maybe like not even that they're due that's like the wrong way to put it just that like these conditions for scoring are much better than some of the games that they face like sunday night in buffalo with tyrod taylor and the crowd going crazy and jets defense in a rainstorm like this isn't that like you can move the ball on this team way but maybe it's more like the cardinals game where you know get you know, allow a bunch of points score a bunch of points maybe that's what ends up happening in the game i'm kind of talking myself into the over as i'm talking about it. it's pretty low number well, how about uh, the too. flip side so. how about the flip side of the of, of the yeah. over bet like the other team like the offense can, yeah. can never be worse than it was last night against detroit yes it can't be i agree uh yeah maybe it's the over instead of the raiders i just uh like i, I this year i've used the term week to week league just because everybody uses it but what i really mean by that is you know obviously like the markets for games are going to shift based on what happened the previous week there just aren't that many games so whatever happened the previous week is going to have an impact whether you agree with that or not like it just does look at what happened with this game it's having a dramatic impact what happened last night and daniel jones we went from one side of three to the other already it's only tuesday and so what you have to kind of figure out it's not always play against that like whatever that move is has to be wrong it's more like why is that doing that do I agree with that? So sometimes the line's going to move because it's like, man, have you seen the Panthers? They're awful. The line has to move. You'd be like, yeah, I think they're awful. I totally agree that the line has to move. And then sometimes in the middle of the season, I think you just get games like this where it's, yeah, like they were at Detroit and the Raiders have gotten absolutely blasted by a couple teams this year that were much better than them. They went to Buffalo and played a non-competitive football game. Like they're very capable of doing the type of stuff they did last night and then being competitive against equals. That's all I would say. So just, I would just keep that in mind. Like, don't let what happened last night completely cloud your judgment about what this game, home game Giants, not the same as at Detroit Monday night football. Opponent, not the same. Crowd, not the same. Circumstances, not the same. The Raiders can at least be competitive in this game. And the Raiders got bad in both of those games. Buffalo and Detroit yesterday didn't cover in either. Uh, I'm a little upset that the game last night went the way it did for many reasons. Most, first off, because I lost my bet. Second off, because I wanted to get three to bet the Giants here, and now I'm not going to get the chance because they were so bad last night. Uh, I'm, st I'm still going to find a way to bet the Giants somehow, some way. On the other side, Eagles and Cowboys from Philadelphia, our initial handicap.